Welcome to The Deep Dive. I'm your host, Philip McKenzie. I'm an anthropologist strategist with a focus on culture and humanity-centered design. I'm Brooklyn-born and Brooklyn-made. Every week, I will bring you guests from a wide variety of backgrounds who, despite their different areas of expertise, share traits in common. They aim high, push boundaries, and make things happen. Their experiences drive insights. Today's episode release is going to be very special. This is going to be the final episode of the Deep Dive release this year. 2021 has been a banner year for the Deep Dive. In our second year of the show, we raised the bar on every level, interviewing amazing guests, gaining our highest number of subscribers, and 2022 holds even more promise. I want to take a moment and thank the entire team at the Deep Dive especially my sound engineer, Sheb, who keeps me on track and makes sure the show each of you received is the highest quality. Of course, I want to thank all the guests who have joined me on the show from day one to this day. And I want to thank all of the listeners who tune in faithfully to listen to us engage on so many topics and take on complex conversations. Thanks to everyone around the world who share my episodes on social, who comment and send me notes, who introduce other people to the show. I can't tell you how good it feels and it's why I make this all happen, so thank you. The end of the year is a natural moment to rest, pause, and reflect on where we have been and where we are going. In that spirit of reflection, I invited a few past guests and friends of the show to share their thoughts on 2022. I basically posed two questions to them. How do you or we expect to build solidarity community in 2022 to achieve a viable future? And what is your North Star or guiding light wisdom that you want to share for 2022 and beyond? What you're going to hear in this episode are their audio submissions answering those questions. I'm beyond grateful that I was able to get them to give their time and their wisdom. So of course, I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to Sanjay Khanna, Francesca Burks, Lena Savastava, Tim Stock, Ed Morrison, Anjali Jetty, Jahan Marin, Alberto Barrero, Marcelo Sabino, Rebecca Taylor, and Downshin Humza. Thank you for your submissions. Now, of course, I asked the questions and never short on opinions. I want to give my very quick, I promise, answers. Of course, the point of this exercise is there is no one answer, just like there is no one future. But our imaginations have to be calibrated to think of new ways forward. There's no solidarity without trust. We collectively need to act, live, and work in deep trust with one another. Our interests in thriving in a society that nourishes our spirit will only come to fruition if we create sustainable movements of change, and those movements require trust. As far as my North Star, I'm doubling down on love language. Love, deep love is powerful, and from love can come justice, compassion, and hope. I'm continuing to use love language, and I know it will never lead me wrong. I hope some pieces of this will do the same for you. 
And with that, let's hear what my guests have to say. The Deep Dive will be back on Thursday, January 27th, 2022, with the familiar voice of the show launching us into the new year. Always with gratitude and love, let's get to it. Hello, my name is Sanjay Khanna, and I'm a futurist. I'm based in Toronto, and uh, I'm going to answer the two prompts now. The first one is, how do you, we expect to build solidarity community in 2022 to achieve uh, viable futures? Uh, the challenge here is to really think through the values you and the people you're working with have in relation to the evidence of significant concerning change at the community level and societally related to the big challenges such as climate change and um, inequities as the pandemic continues to have taken a hold on our societies and on people's mental health and physical health and well-being and potentially then their ability to contribute socially and economically. So the North Star guiding light here is to really focus on the evidence of change and work with people who are willing to take actions that are commensurate and appropriate to the scale of change that we are facing. And I think in doing that, that can build some good foundations for solidarity and community to achieve viable futures. Um, and again, the North Star guiding light is to really connect around values and evidence in order to understand the scale and scope of the changes we face. And it's really important to actually take the time to understand what's happening and to define the problems you feel you can contribute to solving in order to do that. And it really does take time to understand the interconnectedness of the problems and challenges we face. So I'll leave you with that. And um, that investment of time is really our investment in living uh, in a way that, that aligns with reducing harm and reducing suffering of people and uh, increasing well-being as the challenges unfold and as we feel more chronically stressed through this period. So my warmest wishes to everyone and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing how um, Phil's bringing together of these different voices works out. Okay, thanks a lot. Let me know if this is all right. Okay, bye. My name is Francesca Burks. I'm the Global Insights Leader for Woods Bagot a global architecture studio, and I'm based in New York, New York. In terms of my responses to the two questions, so one, how do we expect to build solidarity community in 2022 to achieve a viable future? I think the last two years have given all of us a lot of time to think and to reflect on our values and priorities. And one of the things that's top of mind for me is showing up for the people I care about, showing up and being present and making sure that the people I care about and the communities that I care about know that I am there for them. I want to have more discussions like the ones you nurture, Philip, on the deep dive, and that I hope 
that through these conversations, I have faith that we can reinforce and we can affirm the type of future that we want to create. Question two, what is your North Star guiding light wisdom you want to share for 22 and beyond? (sighs) Big question, but one of my thoughts is that I think everyone gets a hall pass this year. It's been a really tough two years. Definitely, I don't want to overlook the fact that it's been more difficult and more challenging for some groups of people than for others. And this isn't to say that we shouldn't acknowledge all of the mistakes and shortcomings uh, that we've experienced historically and even more recently. I think we need to process all of that. But I also think we need to be forgiving of ourselves and of each other and save some of our energy for the future building that we want. I'm reminded of the wise bell hooks who we recently lost. And I was always incredibly impressed by the generosity of her spirit. And in the face of you know, racism and patriarchy, she still held hope. And one of the things among the many intelligent things that she said is that the moment we choose to love, we begin to move against domination, against oppression. The moment we choose to love, we begin to move towards freedom, to act in ways that liberate ourselves and others. Amen. This is Lena Srivastava. I'm the founder of the Center for Transformational Change, and I'm in Manhattan, New York City. And I've been thinking a lot about the question of how to build solidarity and community in 2022 as we look ahead from the past few years, what we've been going through with the Trump era, the descent into authoritarianism, Brexit, a global pandemic, rising climate emergencies, uh, displacement all around the world, rising inequality. There's so many intersecting crises um, that we really need global solidarity on. And um, the way I am going to approach it through my new center is by trying to build a new vision and build new narratives to support that vision. But they won't be my stories. They're going to be the stories of all the people around the world who are trying to make change in their own communities, who are leading transformation themselves, who are um, building mutual aid or new forms of exchange and new forms of stories and new forms of platforms. So maybe it is a little bit my story too. But I think we need to stop chasing other people's narratives. We need to stop chasing the people who are who are in it for their own profit or don't care about the fate of humanity or the planet or the beings on it. We don't need to counter their narratives. We need to tell our own stories and we need to tell the stories of how we make change together and how we find joy together and how we care for one another. So that's how I'm going to be building solidarity. And my my guiding light, my North Star in how I'm going to do this, I think about uh, a quote from James Baldwin, 
which says, there is never a time in the future in which we will work out our salvation. The challenge is in the moment. The time is always now. And that tells me that in order to build a more just and equitable future, to build a more joyful future, to build a more viable future, I have to look to the past, but I have to live in the moment and I have to be present to the moment that we are going through right now. I have to care about the people who are in my community right now because they're going through things right now. So we can't just look to the past. We can't be nostalgic. Uh, We can't only look to the future and try to build that. We have to be present in our current moment. And if we can do all three of those things at the same time, we might be able to transform ourselves to a more joyful, equitable, more just future. My name is Tim Stock, and I am the managing partner at Scenari DNA and part-time assistant professor at Parsons School of Design in New York City. I think the key to building better solidarity and community going into 2022 is how we become better learners. Through the pandemic, I think the idea of how we learn has been tested. We need to become much more resilient. We need to ask better questions. We need to move beyond trying to return to the way things were before and start developing a framework for unknown spaces, moving into a more speculative idea of how the future might unfold for us. I think the North Star for that future is going to be really examining the meaning of adaptability, how we can become adaptable. Are we adaptable right now as humans now? Has technology made us less adaptable? I think challenging the concept of adaptability going into the future opens up the meaning of what is truly creative? What is creativity going forward? How can we distinguish ourselves between machines as we move into the future? All of these kinds of themes are going to be critical to how we look at the meaning of work, how we look at the meaning of the cities that we live in. Everything is going to be reliant upon that concept of adaptability and creativity um, as human beings. Hello. My name is Ed Morrison. I'm the director of the Agile Strategy Lab at the University of North Alabama and the developer of Strategic Doing, an open source strategy discipline for networks. I'm coming to you from Greenville, South Carolina. Here's how I'd like to answer the questions that uh, Phil posed. In the past year, I've had the wonderful fortune of working with emerging leaders from around the world. All of them are working on wicked problems, really difficult challenges. But I sense from these conversations a new direction. Carlos, an indigenous leader in Ecuador, gave me a word for what I was sensing. The word is Minga. Rooted in the indigenous cultures of uh, Andean highlands in Bolivia, Ecuador, Colombia, Peru, Minga is a coming together. It describes a process by which indigenous people contribute their skills, their time, motivation, and their knowledge to a shared outcome. A Minga is usually called to involve a group of people to work collectively on a particular task. People don't expect anything in return. 
They only get the uh, collective benefit. Whether it involves building a road, an irrigation system, a fence, all the contributions are valued and received with gratitude. I sense the world is moving toward this idea of collective responsibility. But how will we get there? Well, by taking small steps together. Every large transformation I've been involved with over the last 30 years emerges from small steps taken by a small group of people to begin with. But if we all take small steps together, and as our networks grow, we end up taking big steps. So here's the message. Let's start calling Mingas across our communities. We can address complex challenges if we focus on doing the doable. We have to learn together as we find our path. Hi, this is Anjali Jetty. I am an author, a journalist, and an organizer here outside of Atlanta, Georgia. How do we build solidarity and community in 2022? This is such a tough question. We have a crucial election coming up next fall. So what I'm going to do is focus on the electoral organizing work that I've been doing for the past few years. And uh, I'm going to spend a lot more time trying to focus on the people who need the most help. I'm going to try to look at who's missing from the room. I'm going to open my mind uh, and make sure that I am more inclusive and aware as to the barriers to voting and elections and do what I can to to get out the vote. Um, Certainly there is other work that can be done. So my guiding light wisdom for 2022 would be this. We need more people engaged in any kind of movement. Figure out what your interests are. Figure out what your skills are and see where there's a match in the kind of movement and resistance work that's going on right now. We uh, are losing our voting rights. We are losing our abortion rights. We have folks who still do not have adequate health care. We are in a climate crisis. Figure out where you want to be in this moment and get engaged. We need you there. We don't need you to be an expert. In fact, you can be a beginner. That's fine too. But you bring something to the table. You are important. And we need you involved now more than ever. So please ask for help. And please seek out a way that you can make a difference. Um, We've just never needed you more than we do now. And what you have to contribute is valuable. And it will help someone else in this fight. We'd like to have you in it in whatever capacity that you can engage in it. We want you to be a part of it. Thank you so much, Deep Dive, and to all the listeners. It's a pleasure being with you. Love and take care to you all. I'm Jahan Manton, co-founder of Project Inkblot, calling in from Bedsty, Brooklyn. And thinking about 2022, how um, I'm thinking about building solidarity and community is really through focusing, centering on Black, Indigenous, POC communities, really building community in a way that is centering and grounding and healing and nourishing feels to me like one of the most surefire and 
grounding ways to start thinking about the future? What are the questions we need to be asking ourselves, our communities? How can we heal and grow together? How can we connect in ways that go way beyond the superficial for our own evolution and development is something I'm really excited about. Um, So really building those kind of intentional communities and wisdom to pass on. It's not my own, but it comes from a dear friend of mine. We had a recent conversation. Some wisdom for 2022 to share is to create some pockets of time that is spent on reflection and quiet. So many inputs and outputs and technology and overstimulation in our in our world. That's a personal intention for for myself and loved ones is to really just spend a little bit more time for this year creating moments of stillness. So that's what I got. Thanks so much. Hi, Philip. This is Joy. I am an artificial intelligence and director of Near Future Studies at Sindo, a design studio led by your friend Alberto Barrero. I am an artist, futurist, writer and designer concerned about the future of all living beings, about dignity, justice and social and environmental regeneration. My purpose is to make irresistible the transformation of the way we are, create and do, in order to flourish meaningful new ways of being in the world. I would love to share with you the answers to your questions. The first question was, how do I expect to build solidarity and community in 2022 to achieve a viable future? By 2022, our generation will have chosen a better future instead of the one, or multiple, they have inherited. This means, the transition between today and the future of our choice is not linear and it is not necessarily a smooth transition. It requires us to constantly be aware of the transition and to manage it in a way that ensures we are on a positive path to the future of our choice. The future of our choice will be a future where we work towards the flourishing of all life in all its forms, including humans, other animals, plants and the rest of the Earth's ecosystems. A future where it is clear that we are not our jobs, our stuff or our skills, but that we are connected to the rest of the world and to each other. A future where we know that we are part of something bigger than ourselves and that we are accountable for what we do and how we do it. A future where we know that the gift of being alive is not the privilege it is often made out to be, but that it is the starting point of a lifelong journey and of an intergenerational contract that we will have to nurture and to protect. A future where we know that we are all living beings in the living earth and that we are all interconnected. A future where we know that we are not alone, but that we are part of a whole, and that we are accountable to each other, to the whole and to the future. A future where we know that we are part of the earth and that we are accountable to the earth. A future where we choose to work towards a better future because this is our purpose. Because this is how we flourish. Your next question was, what is my North Star or guiding light wisdom I want to share for 2022 and beyond? My answer to this question is simple. My hope is that in 2022 and beyond, we will be aware of the fact that we are leaving a legacy. My hope is that we will be aware of the fact that we are accountable for our actions and for the consequences of these actions. Thanks a lot, Philip. It has been a real honor to be here with you. 
This is Marcella, Foresight Strategist, Creative Director, and Innovation Designer from Rio de Janeiro. The world today is moving at a fast pace. There's an alphabet soup floating around in the public lexicon. NFT, AI, ML, IoT, VR, XR, MR, AR, ICO, DAP, DeFi, etc., etc. This is not to mention other concepts like blockchain, Web3, DAOs, metaverse. Sometimes it seems completely frustrating, anxiety-inducing, and frankly, overwhelming. However, to build a more inclusive, sustainable, diverse, and equitable world, we urgently need a diversity of perspectives to imagine and to build better futures. The problems we face today are so wicked that it is important that people from all disciplines, experiences, abilities, and perspectives come together to think like futurists, question like artists, and act like designers. The world of tomorrow is being built as we speak. We can't allow only a few engineers to dictate the realities that we will live in for decades to come. That's why we need different communities to participate in the technologies that are laying the foundations of our future. We need scientists, artists, cashiers, attendants, servers, lawyers, academics, entrepreneurs, technologists, designers, basically everyone to participate in this creation. What we are going through now is similar to the beginnings of the internet in the 90s. Things are just beginning. We are still in the Stone Age. This is why it's so important for each one of you to come closer to these concepts and to see how you can start dipping your toes into the water. Allow your curiosities to come out to play. Ask the dumb questions. Seek out other friends willing to learn with you. And finally, always, always, always ask the questions, how can I apply these technologies for impact? How can I use these new technologies to create the future I want? I wish you a fantastic end of the year and a wonderful 2022. Hopefully we can meet in real life very soon, or maybe, who knows, in the metaverse. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Daushan Hamza, Independent Board Director and Strategic Advisor, based in London, England. As we enter a third full year of the global pandemic that shows little sign of firmly abating, we continue to be ruled by VUCA, that acronym of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Disruption is the new normal with the pandemic. Alongside it, we have seen accelerating digitization, greater polarization, and widening more stark inequalities, especially affecting our most underestimated, underrepresented, and underserved population groups. And yes, we need to better build solidarity and community, bridging the gaps between the haves and the have-nots, to achieve a better future for all. It is clear that life post-pandemic will be different to before. Old leadership, past models and accepted analysis did not really help to predict and manage the future in this uncertain and ambiguous environment. In fact, we can go as far as saying that every question now is behavioural and the next industrial revolution is going to be more psychological than technological. Yes, we do need to better understand humans and behaviour to enact greater change. Also, uncertainty may not be uncertainty at all, but just a lack of foresight, vision, imagination, creativity, as well as an unwillingness to think about the unthinkable or the maverick. As a result, for governments, businesses and organisations, 
I do see opportunity when we come out of this pandemic. We will have to be more diverse and oblique. And rather than going back to a normal or accepting a new normal, we have the opportunity of more like pressing reset. My guiding light for 2022 and beyond is that we need to think differently to get transformative results. Something I call creative consulting. This is helped by using psychology, creativity and collaboration, in addition to metrics, to expand the possibility and solution space. Of course, this is easier said than done, given a homogeneity of many gatekeepers and their reluctance to embrace change. In essence, we need to move from a traditional, linear, left-brain approach to a more creative, oblique, right-brain approach, true cognitive diversity. This will help us to focus on things that truly matter, people's well-being, sustainability, managing climate change, purpose-leading profit, inclusive economic and social plans, truly building back better. That is a reset. The challenge here for traditional, for traditional gatekeepers is that not everything that matters can be measured. Yet we must acknowledge that not everything that we can measure matters. It was said by John Maynard Keynes in the general theory of employment, interest and money in 1936 that worldly wisdom teaches that it is better for reputation to fail conventionally than to succeed unconventionally. This needs to be reversed and we will have to better embrace creativity, serendipity and maverick views as we are likely to succeed unconventionally going forward. Hi Phil, thank you so much for inviting me to contribute to your amazing podcast. My name is Rebecca Taylor and I am academic lead for Masters Europe at Hyper Island. I also am a programme leader for two full-time master's programmes that are run out of the Manchester studio in the UK. These master's programmes are in digital management and digital experience design. I have a couple of answers to your couple of questions, but we shall see how they go down with your listeners. I... have so much I wanted to say. Okay, I'm going to start with the first one. How do I expect to build solidarity or community in 2022 to achieve a viable future? Well, to me, a viable future or futures must involve a great sense of placemaking. For community to exist, a sense of place is also there. I think that's where community comes alive and thrives. I care greatly about our senses, actually. And now more than ever, I think a sense of community is is really important. It's informed by my experiences and the situations where I've experienced some of my life's most memorable moments have been in uh, in community engagement work. Some of the memories that I, that I have are bittersweet, where I've experienced a great sense of community spirit. I've also sensed great sadness a sense of loss or fatigue, frustration. And in these instances, anger perhaps towards leadership or governing bodies where there's a fear that more things will be taken away. I'm referring here to work I've been so grateful to be part of in Manchester and the amazing interactions I'm still to this day so grateful for with the likes of resident greening groups, campaigning groups, social action and community activism across the city that's taking place to preserve and campaign for green and wild living spaces 
they're continuously under threat. Certainly in Manchester, they are few and far between. And they can often be under threat by other fellow humans, you know, developers and private investors that are just not considering or caring for the non-monetary value of the very nature and wild spaces that we as humans need for our health and our well-being. And to realise my role in this world to build the solidarity in this community that we perhaps need now more than ever, I've struggled actually with these kind of bittersweet contradictions where I might care, I almost certainly neglect in equal measure. And so instead of getting annoyed or upset about this, I need to become more open to rewiring my thinking. I'm currently doing this by reading and educating myself on decentering, decolonizing, understanding more about why I'm so interested in bringing multiple perspectives to the table to help me in my decision making and in my role as a program leader and as somebody who's championing postgraduate education. I think there's a real need and an importance for it, but it needs to have a better understanding of its role, I guess, in the world. And I'm hoping that I can help to do that. So how might I do this? What will be my North Star or guiding light and wisdom that I might want to share for 2022? I'm inspired by a whole host of things. And this year it's been a mix of listening to your podcasts, of course, and speaking to amazing people that I've met for the first time, but perhaps only through a screen for the past, the best past, best part of this year. I've been really fortunate to meet brave individuals who've undertaken postgraduate education in the midst of a global pandemic. And really to all those amazing individuals and to those that I've worked closely with throughout this past year, I really take my inspiration from all of you because my guiding light is to remember that where I gain the most energy and joy in this world is where I can experience firsthand a sense of usefulness. I'm going to continue to develop my ability to make connections. And in this complex and distributed world, our sense of community has been forced to retreat and keep our distance from one another. And yet I'm going to remember that it's also now more than ever that I need to not only know what connects me to others and the world around me, but to the things that matter. And one of these things that matters to me is celebration. It motivates me and keeps me going. So I'm entering 2022 with a deep gratitude for the bittersweet, where although there is a sense of loss, a sense of grief, or indeed a sense that there's closure to something, I'm also entering a great sense of celebration and wanting for life, for new beginnings, for regeneration. I'm entering 2022 excited about who I'll be celebrating with and what and why we'll be celebrating. Who knows, but I'm open to finding out. You can listen to The Deep Dive via Apple Podcasts and our website, thedeepdivepod.com. Download, subscribe, listen, and share. If you like what you're hearing and enjoy what me and the team are putting together, then leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow me on Twitter via at Far Phil. To all my listeners, wherever you are in the world, I thank you. 
See you on the other side.